This episode brought to you by the following patrons. Amy, William, Karun, Matthew, Ori, Dave, Brandon, Eddie, Scott, Isaac, Awesome Possum Blossom, Taco Cat, Jeff, Kate B, Tristam, and Nick B. And all the patrons want you to know that you're loved and you're listened to and you are a valuable member of this awesome Horror Virgin community. And if you want to hang out with us, do so in the Facebook group or in the Discord server where we hang out and chat daily. The ritual is Todd releasing his credit card information to the internet. (laughs) (laughs) You son of a bitch. Lines. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know. Could we buy some more? I've got your credit card oh, right here. Oh. Thank you for tuning into Horror Virgin. I'm Paige. Yeah, I'm Mikey. And I'm your Horror Virgin Todd, which means I don't like scary movies, but you guys make me watch them. And this week, Paige made us watch The Todd Ritual. Away his credit card information. <laughs> Todd giving away his credit card information. We don't want to talk about The Ritual you yet. All right, first, we got to start this <laughs> off. We got to start this off. start the show. What We're going to start happening? this show off. Uh, last night, everyone, Todd was streaming on Twitch. He's getting back into it since he moved. So we got on his stream just in time for him to publicly release his credit card information to the internet. I hate both of you so much right now. So, okay, twitch.tv slash Todd Awesome. Follow us. We're going to start playing some horror games, like literally. And the reason this happened is because I was talking to the community about what horror games they want to see me play. And, of course, because of my history with the Blair Witch Project, that's the game we settled on. I picked it. I got the chat to, to, bo- to get you behind did. me. Mikey, Mikey, whose name is Mikey is single on Twitch. <laughs> Which so I did not funny. think would be open. <laughs> I honestly, I saw that in the chat and I was like, there's no way that's Mikey. There's no way he got that name. Yeah, I thought the same and thing. And then the more you were talking, I was just like, oh, that's oh my God, Mikey got his name. That's so great. No, I, it, I just changed my name. I had like a different name. Like we're like, I'm like, oh, I'll just change it from my Xbox name to something stupid. Like Mikey is single. <laughs> oh, it's open? It was, oh, okay. It, it was perfect. Anyway, so I was buying the Blair Witch Project, the game, so we could play it later uh, this week and probably a bunch. We'll probably play it a bunch on stream. Anyway, I broadcast through a software called OBS that has hotkeys for scenes, and I did not realize that I was changing the scenes as I was typing in my credit card numbers. No, 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 no. He confidently said... Let me change my screen so you can't see this. Changes it to just the credit card information. The whole chat loses his shit yelling at him. And then he's like, glad you guys can't see this. That'd be a hilarious bit if it was a joke. Right? It's not a joke. I literally had to immediately report my credit card lost or stolen. I literally am not going to be able to buy anything for a week. He did it on air. Because I wanted to see the beginning of Blair Witch, but because of that, I didn't get to. Well, you weren't going to anyway, because I had to play with the Rooster Teeth peeps, uh, some Among Us. Oh, no, because you were like, I have 30 minutes to play with the before the Rooster Teeth. I'll start Blair Witch. All right. Can we move into this movie? I'm so embarrassed by that. And of course you guys brought it up immediately. You jackass. I just have one question for you, Todd. What's your mother's maiden name? Oh, I asked it in the chat already. (laughs) You know, the funny thing is she never took her husband's last name when she got remarried, so... You'd have to know my mom, Paige. You don't know my mom. Did she take your dad's name? Yeah. So she still has a maiden name, Todd. Well, I mean, yeah, but it's her current last name. She actually talked to me. She was like, do you think you'd have a problem if I took Ed's last name? And I was like, no. You've been married 18 years. I don't know why you don't already. (laughs) I think it's gonna stick, maybe. Yeah. You're like, I don't know, Mom. What's the name of my first pet? (laughs) 
<laughs> Denali. I'm just going to need you to identify which of these pictures has stoplights in it. <laughs> what was your high school mascot? Bobcat. Can we move into the actual? Oh, Actually, okay. My yeah, high school yeah, yeah. mascot was the horrifying creature from this movie. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, anyway, can we move into this movie? So, okay, so have you fine, guys fine. seen this movie before? You assholes. this this was my first time but it had been recommended to me quite a bit yeah mikey what about you i saw when it first came out on netflix a few years back yeah it came i think 2017 well it it premiered 2017 in theaters Uh and then shortly after that went to streaming so it's probably right around that time It, it got hype i i really liked it when i saw it uh but i saw it on a a a date so i i had missed some parts (laughs) that's right you said you were making out with somebody part of this movie yeah and you and you're now getting back to watching all of it without making out with somebody yeah (laughs) Yeah. so what i want to know first is will you let us know where you started making out as we go through the plot and (laughs) how much did you miss the touch of a woman while watching this movie you're alone. You're alone. Let me tell you. Okay, Mikey so is single, ladies. The girl I made out with during this movie, I liked her. It was our second or third date. Oh, nice. Um, we made out so hard that the sectional came apart and we fell onto the floor. <laughs> what? Mikey, you split your couch in half? <laughs> we got to put it back together. I I've ruined an IKEA bed that way, but it was yes. more than making out. I so. have also broken a bed, but it was a lot more than making out. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But then the next day, she went out with friends and met a guy, and then ghosted me. Oh my God, Mikey! I'm so sorry. This is <laughs> so. This movie, what you're saying, is triggering for you. And that's the last therapist I dated. <laughs> I bet there are a lot of women out there that say the same thing about you. <laughs> so this is the first time I had seen this movie before. And let me just set the scene for you. I was playing with the Rooster Teeth people till like 1045 last night. I knew we had this recording super early this morning. So I, I get up, make myself a little bit of food because I was hungry. I go to bed and I start watching it at like 1130. So I'm watching this complete dark. It was very scary for me. I did too, and and this movie did freak me out. Yeah, like oh, yeah. there, this movie, I, I wouldn't say it's the scariest movie I've ever seen. Obviously, Hereditary is that, but like this movie got me. And I, uh, okay, I will say this though, I watched the trailer for Patreon, and the trailer made it look like it was going to be a lot more scary than it actually was. Although yeah. it was still very scary. But if you would ask me when I watched the trailer, I'd be like, this is going to be an eight or nine on the scary scale, and it's not quite that scary for me. It was super scary. Though. I don't think it's that scary. But I think it does really cool creature feature It's a really cool I I thought it was a really competent Really cool horror movie I will say I don't think it's a huge cult movie Since it's like a real god Well I I I mean mean, we're running into the same thing We did with the endless Oh yeah 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 Yeah. Well they were a real cult at least Well yeah but (laughs) so would this be I mean in the endless it was a real UFO Or we actually don't know what that was We don't know what it is It's a real entity Yeah Mm -hmm. but this one makes them like beats them down until it worships them I don't know about that It's like get on your knees The cult leader is the actual god Yeah (laughs) I think it's actually a demigod I'm not 100% sure I'm not really up on Norse mythology But I think it's a, a demigod I bet Paige knows I have notes. Nice. Um, that's where the movie falls apart for me. Really? Okay. I, I was in it until probably the last 15 minutes, and then I was like, huh. Interesting. Okay. It, um, not enough to ruin the whole movie for me, because oh, okay, I, okay, I actually okay. did, did really enjoy this movie, but uh, I have 
a head cannon alternate ending that I think would have made for a much better movie. Cool. I want to okay. hear it. Do you want to hear it now or at the end? Let's hear it at the end because I want everyone okay. to hear it at the end so they know what it is. You know, some people listen and yeah, don't yeah, watch. Yeah, yeah. As, as far as horror movies go, you could do a lot worse. Oh, oh yeah. Hell really yeah. Good. yeah. Here's the thing. I, I'm not a, a camper and uh, I do have a very real fear of being lost in the woods and so this movie was particularly scary for me. Uh, yes. And it's also, this is not like a jump scare scary movie, although there's a handful of jump scares. Yeah, and that's what yeah. really gets me, but there's not a lot in this. But for me, it's this otherworldly unnerving imagery there's some very upsetting scenes in this movie i yeah this was a scary one for me actually and in in part also because todd and i were watching it at the same time yeah in the dark uh because i watched it after the the stream as well yeah and then had to like go out and get jack in the box at like one in the morning <laughs> i had the added shame of worrying about someone stealing my credit card while watching this so <laughs> <laughs> it was extra scary because of that for me here is my one critique of this movie okay they made that one friend so unlikable oh yeah I hated yes. him so much. They could have spread some of that out to the other characters and it still would have made sense. Yeah. But when he was sacrificed, I was like, good for you. <laughs> I thought we really, we got so much of that friend and Race Ball's character, Luke. And I think it's because they have what I would say is the emotional conflict of the movie. Where, Absolutely. That is true. And, and that's why we're focusing on it. That's why we focus on them so much. That's why they're the last two that end up together. But I feel like there was some really interesting unexplored territory with the other friends that I was like kind of bummed we didn't get to. Like, why does it choose Phil to kneel? And it it really bothers Phil. And we don't explore that all that much because everyone's just kind of like, shut up. We got to keep moving. Yeah. And then Hutch has like a whole family and doesn't have too many characteristics other than he knows where they're going. But. In part, I wondered if that was why they the monster picked them off the way it did. I have a whole like metaphor for like why it left Luke alive. I know why it left Luke alive. Yeah. Oh, OK. Yeah. I just thought some of the shitty things that one character did could have been spread around and you still could have had that conflict. You know what right. Because I mean? because none of them were hikers which is part of the problem is that yeah, the right. only one that kind of knows anything about it is hutch and i think that's why he's the first to go oh so yeah that they're lost definitely yeah. yeah and they ultimately follow the path that he laid out for them and they do well one of them finds the exit right one so, of them makes it yeah so but yeah dom is a huge douche this whole movie up until right at the very end and it is infuriating mm. and i love that actor that actor was in a bbc tv show called robin hood that i used to download illegally and watch and it is honestly pretty good and he was so great that's in how it. i saw space yes so oh, just, honestly there was like this time period where we we didn't get bbc at all over here so like we had to like steal it uh, <laughs> you know what else we stole your credit card it's gonna take <laughs> legit a week until i get my credit card back and i have to set up all my automatic payments again it's so i was thinking about that last uh, night i was like he's gotta adjust all his subscriptions it's a nightmare <laughs> i'm so mad and you keep triggering me with it it was so funny like i was just dying laughing i was just i wanted to call in <laughs> you could have if you know how to use discord you could have joined yeah 
I did call in. <laughs> yeah, you could have jumped into Discord and berated me publicly. I was open for that. Anyway, let's get into this fucking movie. I didn't really like this Norse T-Rex at all. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I feel. Oh my god! <laughs> At a certain point, I was like, "Is this Midsummer Presents the thing?" <laughs> so we open on a black screen with the sounds of men fighting uh, or shouting. We close in. It turns out they're in a pub during a assumed cricket match or football match. Football being soccer for us U.S. idiots. Yeah. Football. Yeah. Derby oh, County yeah. all day. Did you see that ludicrous display, display last night? <laughs> The thing about Arsenal is they always try and walk it in. <laughs> uh, anyway, so it's it's a football match, and Rafe's fall uh, leaves the bar with a round of pints and takes them to his table of friends, and they're trying to figure out where to go for like a boys' trip. Yeah, and they suggest a ton of different places. My fa- my favorite is one of them suggests Belgium because they've got really strong ales, basically forty two percent. Yeah, and Rafe Spall just says no one's ever been to Belgium by choice, which is a very strong stance to take on a place with dank waffles and pretty good beer. They literally <laughs> have waffles that are named after their country. Like that's one yeah. reason to go right there. Rafe Spall yeah. is a guy named Luke in this movie, though. Like everyone right. in this seems like they're pretty famous. British actors like I recognize uh, almost every one they? of these guys yeah at least famous over there yeah they've been in loads of BBC stuff on BBC one I'm a little bit of an anglophile <laughs> not anymore because you can't buy shit without your credit card <laughs> anyway at this point Rob one of the friends uh, suggests that they hike the King's Trail and it's a trail between Sweden and Norway. It's historic. It's different from anything they've ever done before. They compare it to the, the Appalachian Trail, which is like in the U.S. sort of everyone knows it, but it's like a really yeah. long trail from like Florida to New York. Like it's really long. Yeah. And, and this is definitely not that long. This We find out later it's a three day hike. <laughs> It's like Georgia to Maine. Yeah, it's like Colorado to Louisiana. Don't worry about it. (laughs) The King's Trail is 270 miles. Yeah. Yeah, the Appalachian Trail is like a 1,500 miles. Yes, it is. The Appalachian Trail is 2,180 miles. Like, I had a friend who hiked it. It took him three months, and he was going pretty fast. No, thank (laughs) you. How do you know he's going fast? Well, I mean, he was bragging about it. I don't know, it's tr- and truly that he was, but. <laughs> I love when people brag about stuff that I like, no idea. Like, I was hacking that trail really fast. I'm like, I don't even know. I don't have context for any of this. But, Mikey, I'm not a good <laughs> friend, so when he said that, I was like, I mean, I could drive that in two days. <laughs> <laughs> I could fly it in a couple of hours, exactly. <laughs> Ross doesn't talk to me much anymore. Ross, if you're out there, I'm sorry I have a bad friend. I love you. What would the hillbilly god version of this Norse god be on the Appalachian Trail? Uh, whatever is at the end of that season of True Detective. Oh, the Carcosa. <laughs> Hell yeah. Welcome to my Carcosa. We got to the bottom of that real quick. Anywho, <laughs> so they essentially they, they're trying to argue for something that's just not a party trip anymore because they're all older. They're not young men anymore. These are men in their mid to late 30s. It seems yeah. like. I would argue that you don't have to have a party trip or like a really long hike. There is like a middle ground. Yeah, spas exist. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And honestly, if Mikey was like, hey, Todd, you want to go to a spa? I'd be like, yes. I do. Men need TLC to normalize it. Although I'm going to have to wait a week to pay for it. (laughs) Although, can you spot me? I'll get you back in a week. You can go to an (laughs) all-inclusive resort in Ibiza and not 
like get shit faced all the time. Ibiza. Yeah. Ibiza. Maybe it's just because I don't really love hiking. Like hiking is fine. I don't want to go on a like two week hike. You know, I am ill prepared for such an adventure. I mean, I'd have to spend a lot of money on gear that I'm not prepared and or have the ability at this point to do because I don't have a way to buy anything. But REI, I'm going to need you to lend me this stuff and I promise I'll get you back. (laughs) What's your return policy? (laughs) Right. And that's kind of the, the position that a lot of these guys find themselves in, too, where it's like they're not hikers. This is they're doing this for their friend. Yeah. The only hiker is Robert. Right. Yeah. So they leave the bar and Luke, Rafe's ball, and Robert go into a liquor store to get a bottle of vodka to basically finish out the night. And they're kind of talking about the friends that they left outside where they're just kind of like, man, everybody's getting lame. But, you know, I guess we're just getting older. We'll have to figure something out. They're just like lamenting how they are getting older, which believe me, I get. Yeah. I've had these conversations before, too. I don't know, man. I've kind of enjoyed getting older. I have, too. But you can still get drunk if you want to, but you don't have to. (laughs) And everything else is better. Sure, I will agree. I have loved getting older too, but a lot of my friends now have kids that are like four or five years old and they're like a big part of their life. And like, you know, I just don't see them as much as I used to and would like to, you know, because of that. Oh, and because of the pandemic. But <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, but I mean, like, kids is different, you know? Well, yeah, but no, I understand this conversation. And a lot of these guys have kids. They probably don't get a lot of even guys' nights, let alone right. guys' vacations. Right. Well, I guess they should have thought about that before they didn't pull out. <laughs> just saying, when you have a family, you make a choice that your life is going to change. You should like, really think about that before you start a family. Well, they're not the ones complaining. It's the singletons complaining. Oh, I don't complain about my friends having kids. I'm just like, all right, bye. <laughs> You're not just like, wow, they won't go to Vegas and lick stripper tits with us. Wow. <laughs> they wouldn't be good at it anyway. Let's just go. <laughs> <laughs> but this is where he and Rob talk about. He's like, do you, are you really going to go hiking for fun? And Rob's like, yeah, I kind of want to like, you know, challenge myself. It's going to be great. That's what this is. This is at world's end midsummer style. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. You will find a way to shoehorn in an Edgar Wright movie any way you can. On the Horror Virgin bingo card, one of them is Paige brings up an Edgar Wright movie. Edgar Wright movie. (laughs) Uh, But also, it is about a bunch of friends doing a thing that they wanted to do while younger because one of their friends has died. And it and it involves a pub. Yeah. No, I mean, Paige, you're not wrong, because if you change this from a horror to a horror comedy and added a few characters from the Cornetto trilogy, it could be another (laughs) one of those movies. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Now, as they're looking at the bottles in the aisle, they turn and they see that the shop girl is behind the counter and she has been beaten. Yeah. Bad. Like she's bloodied. Yeah. She's bloodied and she's silent. And they kind of have this slow realization that the store is being robbed and there's nothing they can do. Like, they're in the store. You're fucking stuck. And so Luke ducks behind the end cap of the aisle and Rob doesn't have time to hide. He's further in the aisle. Because the robbers literally pop out of the back room with someone else. I think they had gone back there to, like, get in the safe or whatever. Right, right, right. And they had just finished that and they pushed that guy who they took back there with them and then they see Rob. Right. And they they basically mug him and he gives him his wallet and watch like he's cooperating until they ask for his wedding ring. And he basically just pleads with them like, please don't make me give this up. Yeah. He looks back and they kind of spot 
Rafe Spall hiding at the end of the aisle. And as they do, they hit Rob over the head with what I think is a pipe. Yeah, it's a metal pipe. Yeah, yeah it but is. it's brutal blunt force trauma. Yeah, you see him on the ground. His cheek is completely fucked up and it's like blood everywhere. And that when he looks up and sees Luke and Luke is like, no. <laughs> yeah, like, like no, oh, please. God, no, no, please. Yeah. It's almost like a very, very sad, like, hey, I might die. Yeah, I'm so sorry. I love you. Like, sort of moment. Like, yeah. it's really sad. It's, it's brutal. And yeah. then they hit him again with the pipe, and he goes down for the count and yeah. is very clearly dead. Yeah. All right. I don't want to sound like a dick. Okay. Okay. I think I would have just handed over my wedding You ring. absolutely I would have, too. Yes, absolutely. Especially guys' wedding rings, man. They're not nearly as expensive normally. And, like, things can be replaced, man. That's, and that's the thing. It's just, like, you can replace just about anything. This is the second movie. Well, I guess the other one was on Romancing the Pod where someone gets killed because they didn't give their wedding ring up. Yeah. And I was thinking about it. And here's the thing. I love my wedding ring. Yeah. I, I love it. It is one of my favorite things ever. If it was between me dying and getting that ring and, and giving that ring up, I'd give that ring up. Yeah. Like, I hate to say it, but like, I, I'd rather live. And now I can identify those people. Maybe they capture them. Maybe I get the ring right. back anyway. If yeah. you have a unique wedding ring, the, the chances that they will get caught are go up exponentially. Now, okay, this is a very weird thing to say, and I might cut it, but I wonder if because those robbers didn't have guns, and in America they definitely would have had guns, our reaction to it, because we know if they do violence against us in America, it's a gun that is the weapon they're using. It's it's instantly fatal. Right. I, I want that's actually a really interesting thought, Todd. So I, I wonder if that is why there's some hesitation there, because he's got a pipe. He might hit me a few times. You don't know he's going to hit you in the head. Like, the the risk of death seems lower over in the UK, which is one of the reasons it's a great place to visit. But I wonder if that plays into it some. I think it does. It, it, it has to, I would assume. Because when I was trying to, like, put myself in the shoes of this scenario, I, I wasn't just picturing the version that we see in the movie. I'm picturing, like, you know, the episodes of Law and Order where people walk into a convenience store and the person oh. is already dead behind the counter. Yeah. Like, yeah. that's my frame of reference for it. If I were to get mugged here, that person almost definitely has a gun yeah. and it's not worth it. No. Just give him the ring. Yeah. yeah. You know, I mean, that's an interesting thought, Todd. No, and then, and then like, you know, Luke has a, a, a liquor bottle in his hand that he, he thinks about using as a weapon, but... He couldn't get there fast enough nope. and there's two guys on one. It's two and one. He couldn't get there fast enough. A liquor bottle does not compare to a long lead pipe. Metal the guy's pipe. Got, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's like a foot long. There's nothing yeah. he could have done. And, and the fact that Dom and I, I suspect some of the other guys sort of blame Luke for Rob's death is bonkers to me. That was uncalled for, I would say. I'd say it's unrealistic, too. Because, God, in that moment, you're fucking terrified. Yes. Terrified. Right. And, and I know a lot of people have bravado and stuff, but... You know, you never know what happens unless you're in a situation like that. Like, they had elongated weapons. Like, they could have hit him before he could have hit him with a liquor bottle. I yeah, mean, and, and absolutely. No one's, yeah. no one's Chuck Norris over here. Yeah, nobody's Chuck Norris. And and again, in my mind, I, I viewed it through the American lens of they've got fucking guns. Yeah. Everybody hide. Yeah. All you can do is make sure that not everyone dies today. Yeah. <laughs> Meaning you. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, I didn't blame him for that at all. At all. And I think he blames himself. He which does. Which I think is 
is interesting and valid. And I think if I was in his shoes, I would feel yeah. a lot of those feelings. Too. I would as well. Yeah. You know, it's survivor's guilt. Like I mm-hmm. fully, fully understand his struggle with it. I did not understand as much his friends blaming him for it. Yeah. That, like that's crazy. The main one was that one friend. That's why I was like, yeah, that's dumb. Yeah, it's main, It's yeah. mainly dumb. And I was just like, ugh. Who, who can't even walk with a twisted knee or whatever. But, like, that's besides the point. Well, like, here's the thing. Once we get further into the movie, it becomes pretty obvious that his leg is fucked up. Yeah, it's not just a twisted knee. He didn't, like, sprain his knee or anything. But let's just move forward into what actually happens. Because right after Rob dies, it jumps ahead six months. It jumps ahead six months. So we cut from Rafe Spall's character, Luke, in the convenience store waking up in a tent yeah, and walking outside, looking across the hills, and we get a title card that just says Northern Sweden six months later. He sits down outside the ring of tents to have a cigarette, and one by one, the other guys emerge from the tents. It's cold, and they're making coffee over a fire, and Hutch turns to him and just says, one night down, two to go. Yeah. So we know that it's like a three-night hike. At least that's what their plan is, or that's what their plan is. As the other guys emerge, they're talking about it as well, where Dom is like, you know what they have in walking trails in England? Pubs. (laughs) And we find out that (laughs) Phil bought new boots but didn't break them in. Yeah. So they're just, they're not hikers, but they found a spot at the top of a nearby hill. So they hike to the top of that hill. They look out over the landscape. Dom is struggling the whole time, but they all make it up and they set up a small memorial to Robert who wanted to go on this trip in the first place. So they basically go on the trip he wanted to go on in his memory. Yeah. The altar, which is what they set up, yeah. to honor Rob is super sweet. I, I really, really yeah. love this mm-hmm. moment. Yeah. Well, and they, they pass around a flask and then pour one out for him. It's very sad, but like it's... Yeah, they all drink out of the flask yeah. and then pour the rest of it out. I really, I don't know. That was like moving for me. I was like, oh, this is... This yeah. is this is so sweet. Yeah, when, and if you kind of look closely, the memorial they've set up has, like, they each brought something of his or something yeah. that reminds them of him, and they've kind of, like, stacked it around. Yeah. They end up setting up camp not far from where the memorial is, and as they're talking around the tents, Luke kind of stands apart from the group smoking, and Hutch goes to join him, and he basically is like, Rob would have loved this place. And Luke says, yeah, but we wouldn't have been here. We would have been on a horrible lad's holiday that he would have hated. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, basically, like the only reason we went on this trip is because he died. But otherwise, we would have been in Ibiza or something like that. Right. And Hutch basically says, hey, I don't care what anyone else says, which lets us know that people have said it. Uh, but it wasn't your fault. And he then looks out over basically the hills and they can see the lodge that they're hiking toward and realize that they're not that far away from it <laughs> they seem a little disappointed they were like oh geez we're that close to it i thought we were further out yeah and hutch actually says well why don't we stay a couple days and hike around and luke is like no i kind of hate this yeah <laughs> like, like, no let's no, fully no, get thanks. out of here yeah Let's never do this again. I want to go to Vegas. Um, We cut to the next day and it is storming badly. It is awful and dismal. And as they're hiking, Dom slips, falls pretty badly. And it looks like he just kind of twists his leg. But we'll see later on that he has 
very badly injured his knee. I Okay, a few things about this scene. He doesn't slip. He just doesn't realize there's like a dip in the road yeah. or on the trail. And he like, like dead legs his leg into the ground. Yeah. And it messes up his knee. I'm not saying that. He's clearly hurt. He lays down. And he's like, ah, my leg. And then Hutch and Luke are like, ah, oh, he's at it again. Like he's just yeah. the kind of guy in their group that is like complaining about everything all the time. <laughs> finds a way to mess everything up. Yeah, I loved uh-huh. how. Uh-huh. How they hack, they react. They're to Todd. It. Yeah, I got it. Oh no! Uh, but, He's like, here's my credit card. In in my head canon, he hurt himself, but not crazy bad. But then he walks on it yeah. for two days straight, yeah. and that's what really fucks his leg up. Yeah. So at this point, Luke and Hutch are kind of discussing what their options are. And they know that if they're going to make it to they ha- they have to make it another six hours to camp and then another eight hours the next day to the lodge. So it's 14 more hours total for this hike, which, to be honest, they should have just done. Yeah, they'd have been back where they needed to be. Yeah, they honestly would have been back where they needed to be before. Yes. he gets out at the end. Yeah, because they spend an extra two nights in the forest. We right. will find out later, at least two. Um, because he doesn't get out. No, I'm sorry. They spend an extra three. So they have no reception on their phones. But based on the map, Hutch thinks that they have like a shortcut through the forest in kind of the ravine below. And they can get to the lodge as the crow flies. So basically cut across this forest to get there. And he thinks it'll put them back at the lodge by the end of the next day or potentially by the end of that day. So they initially are like, well, you and I can leave and go scout. Then we'll come back and get them or we'll send help to get them. But Dom doesn't want to. He just wants to go the quicker route and get out. Yeah. Which honestly, also, if Luke and Hutch had done the forest on their own they might have made it across and gotten help i don't think so because i think the second they enter that forest that thing is hunting them i okay that's fair it can kill them at any point that it wants to and it is toying with them the whole time that's just my headcanon though i don't know that that's the the truth but once they enter that entity's realm they're screwed so they decide to walk into the forest even though it looks ominous af yes i don't like the forest i'm not a fan yeah, th- see, this is why I don't camp. Yeah, it's scary. For all the reasons this movie scared me, I don't like the forest. <laughs> yeah, same, 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 same. And, and as they're walking in, Dom is like, are there bears in the forest? And they're like, yeah, yeah, there's there bears. Are. We're, yeah. We're, we're in Sweden. <laughs> there's bears. At one point, he complains and just says, we should have gone to Vegas. And... <laughs> And Luke is like, oh, you would have found a way to fall in Vegas, too. You could have tripped over a massive pile of tits. <laughs> and I do feel like Dom would have done that. Yeah. It's a real Mikey move. I trip, <laughs> but I don't complain. You know what I'm saying? Or I would have tripped, and then I would have been like, Todd, it's your fault that Clint died. Even though I killed him Highlander style for the place on the podcast. Anyway, they pass an abandoned VW bus, which I don't know how it got there. It had some real end of the wild vibes. Yes, I, I thought I thought that that's just how VW bugs grow in Sweden. They just grow in the wild. <laughs> and they, they pluck them when they're ripe and sell them to the consumers. As someone with a Jetta, that's what I choose to believe. <laughs> Fun fact: Most of the Volkswagens were planted in the 1940s by Hitler oh. and then harvested later. Ugh, History. Oh. There's actually a lot of truth there. The reason I, I was struck by the VW bug is there's no roads. Like how to get there? Yeah. Well, I don't know if you heard about this, but bugs can fly. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, wow. Paige, I thought it was from the family they find later. I think it is, yeah. which made me wonder if, A, they off-roaded in that VW bus. Seems unlikely, but all right. Or, because we do, we watch this group climb mountains and stuff, or yeah. there used to be a road through that forest and now there's not. Yeah, that could be too. Yeah. Either way, it's ominous. Yeah. And Phil remarks that he got a hand job in one once. Good for you, oh. Phil. Yeah. They make their way into the forest and Hutch is monitoring the compass, but almost instantly the compass seems off. And Dom remarks, is it me or is it just really quiet in here? The response to that was, yeah, it's the leaves and the trees, you moron. It muffles the sound. <laughs> okay, I have a weird fascination with Skinwalker Ranch and other okay. places yeah. like that Yeah, where uh, it seems like even local wildlife is scared away from a place. I always think that's fascinating. I've been to this one place in Oregon where it's the same way, where it is eerily quiet because birds and bugs don't make their homes in that part of the forest. I think it's kind of freaky. And this is when this movie starts to really remind me of the podcast Tannis. And I'm like, yes. oh my God, Tannis is so good. What's Tannis? Ten it's a podcast. Oh, so good, Mike. Tannis? I thought you said tennis. So <laughs> <laughs> the acting isn't awesome, but it's good. It's really good. The story's really good. Is it like one of the fictional ones? Like it's like a yes. radio yes. play kind of? Yeah, yes. it's Ooh, real yes. good. I'll check it out. Yeah. I, I have been a, a long time Tannis Slash Same. last movie slash Black Tapes fan. Oh, um, Black Tapes is another one of my go-tos. Oh, I listen to the Black yeah, Tapes. It's good. It's the same people. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, so you guys actually make ho good horror references. I was just thinking this is more like Shrek Swamp. <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. I just need someone to digitally replace the monster in this movie with Shrek. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to do much. His little tentacles at the yeah. top would be where he picks people up. Yeah. I love it. That was the other thing that really gave me Tannis vibes is Tannis deals with a kind of Lovecraftian old god in the woods named Eld Fen. And it is described as being kind of like a part elk creature. And so like with antlers, like a huge hulking thing. And so it really, really reminded me of this. Yeah. Anyway, it's very quiet, but they keep moving. And as they're moving through, Hutch is giving them like facts about the forest because he clearly is the only one that like studied up on this hike before they went. Oh, the page. I got it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Except I wouldn't have gone on the hike. I would have been like, I'm going to go trip over some tits in Vegas. It's only like four hours away. It's fine. <laughs> um, I definitely want to like meet a Swedish lady at some point in my life. You could do that here. Well, it's harder here because there's fewer of them. Mikey is Swedish ladies. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Give her the old orca bork. <laughs> God, Mikey, no. But Mikey, yes, I love it. <laughs> I'm, I'm just picturing you walking up to a beautiful, lovely, nice lady and just being like, can I orca in your borka? And she's just like, how dare you? That's racist. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just be like, I know a little bit about Sweden. I am aware of a Swedish chef. Mm, it's the guy who developed the Ikea meat ball. <laughs> I hear your national animal is fish, and they are delicious. <laughs> I love Swedish fish. And those are made in Sweden. That's a thing. You know what could be made in Sweden? My firstborn. 
Your baby? Yeah. If there are any Swedish Uh, listeners out there that are interested in talking to Mikey, hit us up. Let's see if we can make a Swedish love connection. And I'm just picturing a reveal where it's like, okay, if the balloon is green, it's an orca. If it's purple, it's a borka. (laughs) 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 What gender is it? We don't know. Gender's a construct. But we need to find out if it's an orca or a borka. That is the important question. (laughs) Also, we're going to light a forest on fire in the process. It's a VW bug. Congratulations. (laughs) (laughs) So they take a couple photos together as a group. They take a photo of Phil Pointing. And they keep moving through the trees, even though Luke feels like he potentially hears something through the trees. He just can't see anything yet. And the branches are really thick and kind of pokey. Dom is hungry. They're snapping twigs as they go to mark their trail. And they're all listing out what they want for food and reminiscing about Rob. And as they're doing it, Luke sees something in the trees. Yeah. And there's a a music cue that, like, really got me here. Yeah. This is a pretty effective jump scare. It is. It terrified me. So I will say, most of the making out happened in the woods. Well, I mean, the movie's like 90% woods, Mikey. Like, that does not help us. That's yeah. like if we watched Titanic and you're like, most of the making out parts was when we, they were on the boat. Yeah. So. But, like, only when the boat was sinking. Like, I knew. <laughs> <laughs> That's still a good hour and a half. Thanks, James Cameron. <laughs> it's like after the house and then up until they get to the village, that part was a bit gray. So I really liked it on the second watch. <laughs> Nice. Good to know. (laughs) So Luke sees something in the trees. They turn. Now, initially, I thought this was a bear carcass, but it's like a hybrid of like a bear elk carcass. Yeah, it is like an amalgamation of two things, which made me very uncomfortable. Yeah. And they're trying to like, okay, did the bear get up there itself? No, because it's like flayed open. Why would somebody do that? Is it bait for something bigger? It's still bleeding, which means it's a fresh And so they decide that they need to leave and leave soon. Yeah, I mean, that would make me want to get the fuck out of there immediately. And we do get a close-up shot of, like, a cloven hoof covered in blood, which is how we kind of know that it's an amalgam of stuff. Yeah, because it has, like, a bear head, right? It's got, like, a bear torso and bear arms, which is why they had guns later. (laughs) Honestly, though, it has a really cute face. It's It's like a light, bright, smiley face. Man, Mikey has a type. What? <laughs> a long, toothy face you're super into. It didn't have teeth. Google's how many teeth bears have. <laughs> Enough to be my baby mama. <laughs> baby mama bear. So, in the middle of the forest, the thunder comes back, and it's getting dark fast. And as they continue to try and make their way through, it's a full-blown downpour, and they debate whether or not they should pitch the tents but they can't even seem to see enough to do that. Yeah, it's and honestly, I was super scared by this because they have flashlights out and you can sort of see them a little bit, but when the lightning like crashes, you see everything, you know, because it's bright for right. a second, right? So I was like, oh my God, there's going to be something behind them. And I was like squirming in bed, like just very <laughs> scared. It was so horrible. Yeah, but what are you wearing? Uh, naturally, Mikey, I was in bed, so I was wearing jeans and a hoodie. <laughs> <laughs> And a raincoat because it was raining on the movie. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Always dress appropriately. Uh, I, that, the raincoat, no. Everything else is 100% true because I just got done streaming and I just got in bed. Oh, my God. God, you're a monster. You're way worse than this <laughs> dragon Nordis T-Rex. 
So as they shine their flashlights around, one of the lights flashes across a tree that has a rune carved into it. I would have started running at that point and not stopped until I was back at the lodge. I mean... Yeah. yeah, but the lodge just has two kids that are going <laughs> <laughs> to yes, you. <laughs> they brought climbing equipment and they're going to hang. Oh, God. <laughs> you buried all the food in the snow? I hate this place. <laughs> also, they're going to take all your medications. I'm, I'm really, it's really weird to me that cult month became like outdoor, outdoorsy month as well. Yeah. And midsummer takes place almost all outdoors too. Like right? it's, it's a it thing does. that cult movies do. This is why we're not good at colds because we're like oh outdoors all the time yeah i'm indoorsy that's that's a thing um but let's start an indoorsy cult guys <laughs> it's just scientology except on boats um <laughs> so they come up on a giant kind of house slash barn and they approach it and they're not super sure because they're like we have to break and enter this place but they do and it seems to be empty originally and they close the door as they hear a roar in the distance and screeching yeah. or at least Luke does no one else seems to have heard it I mean I heard it it happened I was there yeah <laughs> it was scary it was scary. The sound design in this movie is very good. It's phenomenal. There was one point where, and I don't have like a nice sound system in my bedroom, but there was one point I thought a sound was coming from my bathroom. That's how good the sound design was. It scared the shit out of me. Here's what's hilarious. So I was watching this with headphones and oh. yeah, it was brutal. Yeah, uh, I was about to say. But I, I also have, I usually keep subtitles on, especially when I'm taking notes yeah. just in case I miss something. And the sound design was so good that the subtitles would sometimes alert me to sounds before they actually happened in the movie Ooh. because they were happening at that low, quiet level. And so that's why they were listed in the subtitles. But like, I couldn't hear them yet. Yeah. Anyway, uh, their flashlights illuminate a number of runes hanging around the cabin. Luke looks outside and thinks that he sees something in the trees. They try to find supplies around the cabin to make a fire. Phil goes upstairs to find kindling. Oh. There's closed doors upstairs. Oh, my God. And as he's about to open the door, downstairs, Dom breaks a piece of furniture for, like, a sound jump scare, basically. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Phil opens the door upstairs. He shines his light around, illuminating what is clearly some sort of altar. And it, it really is kind of like a straw man. It kind of looks like the Wicker Man. I have not seen Wicker Man, but I, I had that thought, too, mm -hmm. because it is like a headless torso it even has sort of legs on it, like hoof legs but the hands are antlers it's either duck or chicken feet kind of like baba yaga's hut oh is it okay it reminded me of the stuffed bodies in midsummer yes oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. It, yeah. yeah absolutely mm -hmm. so i would have burned that <laughs> they're all freaked out phil very noticeably freaked out yeah and he all but runs out of the room. The only reason he can't run out of the room is because the other people are behind him. And he basically says, that's witchcraft. It's fucked up. No, thank you. Yeah, that's the proper way to handle that situation. Like, no, I'm out. I cannot do this. Right. And they joke and they're like, oh, should we offer something up to it? And he says, I almost offered up a massive shit. <laughs> I, <was just> like, <laughs> I did love that. Yeah. But as they're kind of getting ready to go to bed, Luke says, listen, I think when we get up tomorrow, we need to go back the way we came. The shortcut's a bad idea. Yeah. And Hutch is like, we've got a map. We've got our compass. We've got supplies. We're fine. We'll be out of the woods tomorrow. No. They fall asleep eventually. Thunder crackles and there's knocks on the doors outside. And again, it, it seems like only Luke hears those. But 
Yeah. Well, it seems like only Luke hears the monster until it's too late. Yeah. Which is interesting. But he hears the sounds of the creature outside, roaring and screeching, the lightning crackles, and then stops immediately. It appears to be morning. And Luke wakes up thinking that it's morning. He looks out the window at what he thinks might be sunlight and tries to wake Hutch. He can't. He opens the door into the liquor store from the first scene. So this is the first time we see this sort of thing. And man, they do this so effectively in so the whole good. movie. I love yeah, it these so much. Are yeah, fantastic. These transitions. Yes. Yeah, it's really good. The floor of the convenience store is the forest floor, yeah. which is really interesting. And every time he sees it, it gets more foresty yeah. each time, which I think is really interesting. Yes. But he grabs the same bottle of vodka and he hears the bottles clatter as the liquor store is ripped away into the forest. He finds himself standing outside with a claw mark embedded in his chest, actively bleeding. Yeah, uh, we've all been there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Those wild nights, man. <laughs> she had acrylics yeah yeah if you want the other guys trip get at the same outcome but way better <laughs> yeah he hears hutch screaming inside and he runs inside the cabin and wakes him up hutch has pissed himself yes like was so scared he peed himself yep dom is still asleep freaking the fuck out yeah still dreaming and screaming for his wife gail yeah and they can't find phil they find his clothes discarded along the stairs they run upstairs to the altar and Phil is naked and kneeling before it freaking out and he does not know how he got there that was so spooky to me like it's not super jump scary at all I this scares me a lot yes I do not like this at all same I hated this so much and I kind of wish this movie went more Blair Witchy on it because this scene reminded me of like that kind of stuff I could see that yeah the psychological horror of this part was so good. Yeah. And it kind of got yeah. more creature feature. And I think you're kind of right, Paige. I mean, I mean, it does it does a good job. I like the movie a lot. Don't think you blame me wrong. But like I think I think the movie is scariest this morning when they wake up. Oh, the this series of scenes is the scariest for me in this movie. Them waking up with the nightmares, them finding it the night before, all of that gets to a real scared part of me where I was yeah. just like, fuck no, fuck no run yeah burn this place to the fucking ground and get the fuck out of the forest like well and they they joke about doing that but honestly should have yeah absolutely should have and they don't well i mean luke does that later to the encampment but like man right burn every one of these places down it's terrifying you don't own it (laughs) yeah you can't even claim the insurance on it like who cares you heard it here folks if you don't own it you can burn it anyway they quickly (laughs) gather all their stuff and they walk outside the cabin and hutch looks around and he does not look great because as we follow his eye line we see that the forest is littered with runes yeah they saw that one the night before but they are everywhere this morning. So do you think there were just a ton there that they couldn't see the night before or they came and carved those in the night? I don't know. I think it could go either way. Yeah. They interpret it as like, oh, we missed this. This was a warning not to go into this house. Right. And I don't know that it's a warning. They could have carved them the night before. I, I think it's a little unlikely that they did because of the storm. I think they yeah. did miss them. Either way, yeah. it's terrifying. Yeah, either way, it's scary. They decide that they're going to go out the way that they came in, except that Dom decides that he's going to take what looks to be an easy path. Now, here's my headcanon, because like 
when I saw this, I was like, fuck no, the creature clearly made that path as it ran through the forest knocking down trees. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, absolutely not. Trust the compass. Fuck that path. Yeah. Even if it's the human dwellers at the encampment that made that path, you know whoever made that path is involved with the creepy shit you just saw at that house. Right. I don't want to be associated with that. Let's get as far away from this path as possible, you idiot Dom. And also, Dom's a bitch, and so if you all went the other direction, he would come. Well, I think the problem is, Mikey, that Phil goes with Dom, and now the party is, like, officially split. I mean, they just have to follow at that point. You you don't want to split up in this situation. Yeah. And I think for Phil, I think Phil's just trying to get as away as fast as possible and isn't really thinking about how that's happening. Right. And instead of really kind of like laying down the law and being like, no, we need to go this way. Hutch follows that path with them. Yeah. And as they're walking, no one wants to talk about what happened the night before. Luke does, but nobody else wants to. Well, and Hutch even says, like, listen, I saw some stuff in that nightmare that I don't want to talk about. I don't want to break it down psychologically. Let's just forget it and move on. Let's get out of here. We'll be at the lodge bar by midnight or whatever, you know? Right. And the one person that does want to talk about it is Phil. Yeah. And Phil is basically like, something made me do that. I would have never done that. Something's not right. Which, here's the thing, true. Yeah. Like, he was very freaked out by the altar. Yeah. Yeah. He would have never gone near it. So something is controlling the situation. Yeah, absolutely. So as they're walking along the path, Hutch is still monitoring the compass, and he thinks that where they need to go is just beyond a ridge to their left. And they think that a lot of the logging they're walking past is man-made. It may be. I don't know if it is or not. Yeah. It leads them to another house and they basically debate, should we go inside? And they're like, no, fuck it. No more houses. We're not going inside any house. Ever again. <laughs> Never go in a house. <laughs> at this point, Dom sits down and we get a, a little bit of a look at his knee slash leg. And it is. Yeah, it's in, a, it's in real bad shape. It's in real bad shape. And he's starting to bleed through his pants a little bit. Yeah. It's not good. So they decide that Luke is going to go up the ridge and see if he can see out of the forest. He climbs the ridge and finds what appears to be a clearing, but with more trees. It's not the way out, but he keeps going. He screams, fuck, and examines the wounds on his chest. But as he does, he hears branches breaking in the distance and a low growling. He hears and now sees a large creature moving through the woods. There's something up there, and it is fucking big. Yeah, and it's like just straight up hunting them. Yeah. It's terrifying. Yeah. He runs down the hill back to everyone else, shows them the wounds from last night, tells them what he saw, and no one believes him. Dom even says, you did that to yourself. Stop doing this. We got to calm down and get out of here. Which I understand I the impulse of Dom that. Dom so much. Me hate too. Him. Because when Dom doesn't get his way, Dom throws it in his face that he killed Rob or what he did led to Rob's death, which is not at all Luke's fault. Like, it's a really shitty Dom move. Well, and they stand here and have this argument, and I'm just like in all caps, fucking run. Exactly. There's a fucking monster. Exactly. Oh, my God. He's not the true Dom. The true Dom? Oh, it's Vin Diesel? That's serious Dom. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Dom would never do that. No. He would have drove them out of there in his muscle car. Yeah. His VW bus. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he would have he put a rocket on top of that VW bus, killed the god, and got them out of there swinging on a vine on a car. That's Dom. <laughs> yeah. This Dom 
is an asshole and he ends up <laughs> literally essentially the argument he makes is that when Luke came out of the convenience store there wasn't a drop of blood on him which to him means he didn't fight back but also I'm like he was also being mugged basically yeah. like everyone got mugged it's bad and eventually Luke ends up punching Dom yeah and Dom totally deserves it yeah I would say so too I actually like how Luke starts to just punch through his problems <laughs> it's a real Mikey move it's almost like if Mikey was Luke Dom would have been like I don't know a 14 year old kid who was talking shit Mikey would have cold cocked Dom anyway but like I, I sort of feel like Dom is verbalizing what Luke feels inside about man I should have done something I should absolutely and he's like playing on Luke's self uh, what would you call that, Mikey? I'd call it survivor's guilt. Yeah, he's, right. he's playing on it, the it's guilt survivor's that guilt. he has. I mean, it's, yeah. it's playing on his guilt. I mean, it's it's survivor's guilt there, but like, yeah, and his PTSD. I mean, it's playing. I mean, like, obviously, all the friends know he's got to feel that way. Yeah, but the thing is, we all know Dom wouldn't have done shit if he had been in there. Absolutely, yeah, he not. absolutely would have done exactly what Luke did, and I'm not saying that's a bad thing. Luke survived. That's your job in those situations is to survive, you know? Right. That's why I kind of wish Dom and T Dom's role got split up between like more of an alpha guy who would have been like, you, I would have done something. You could have done something. And, and then th Dom would have just been like the, you know, bitchy injured guy. But like to do them as both makes you doubly hate him. Yeah, it sort of does like feel odd that this guy who is like not super masculine hurts himself by walking yeah. is also the guy who's like, you should have stood up and beat down those people who had weapons yeah like that seems a little far-fetched for me but i mean i still really like I, I like their dynamic a lot yeah yeah and they all continue kind of making their way through the forest but not really talking so this yeah. is no longer like a guy's trip this is them just surviving well and point. luke fully breaks up with dom in this scene like he's like you're yeah. not my friend yeah. We're not friends anymore. I really, yeah. I, I sort of love this because by the end of this movie, it's very clear that they're still friends. Well, well, I don't know, man. And maybe this is just because I have friends that are like lifelong friends in my life. And like, we have fully fought before. Like, maybe not yeah. like this, but like, and we're still friends. It's like, you just got to get it off. I'm just and then, saying, yeah. when you both think you're going to die, you'll bury the hatchet easier. Yeah, I'm yes. sure that's true. I Absolutely. think if he said that, and they weren't going to die, he still would have been mad for a very long time. Yes. I think, yes, I agree. I agree. Um, so they find a clearing, and it looks like someone has been there recently. They find fabric on the ground, kind of buried under the moss of the forest. Yes. And they discover that it's a tent, and it's been overgrown. And there's no sign of people there except for a discarded shoe and a wallet with photos and a credit card from 1984. Right. Which I think you're right. I think this is who the VW bus belongs to. Well, and the girl who speaks English at the end, I think, was the daughter in that photo. I agree. I, I think that That's is... That's all headcanon, though. Yeah. I do like how in this movie, when someone, like, stumbles upon someone's credit card information, they do the responsible thing and don't, like, steal that info. What are you talking about? I just feel like maybe yeah, if that... I, had, I don't it, understand why, what you're talking about. Why is this a thing for you? I'm just saying maybe if that had happened where someone like showed or like lost their credit card information in a very public way, I feel like everyone should be responsible enough to not steal it and and, and uh, make that person report it lost or stolen. I just don't understand how this is relevant to the film. <laughs> yeah, me neither. I don't, really, I don't really know what you're getting at. All Can right. you just move on, Paige? Thank you. I'm happy to move on from this. I hear that a lot. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, Mikey. At the end of every date, honestly. (laughs) So they get a little freaked out because they're like, okay, clearly dead hikers. Yes. Uh, Hutch says, well, we registered at the lodge and they're going to report us missing in five hours because it's getting dark again. And so they set up camp not far from that clearing. Yeah. And as they're setting up their tents, we see that Dom's knee is fucked all the way up. Like he's doing bad yeah and phil is not doing good mentally and so hutch pulls luke aside and is basically like you're the strongest can you try and get out and get help tomorrow morning basically as soon as the sun comes up i'm gonna need you to try and make a run for it and finish this on your own and get to help yeah you take the compass i'll stay with these two guys you find help come back and get us right yeah it's a great plan actually yeah it is it is a great plan it's too good of a plan it got god's attention (laughs) so they're all in their tents and Luke is going through all of his supplies and he hears branches snapping in the distance. (laughs) He hears heavy footsteps outside the tent and rustling and he hears a tent unzipping and then a roar in the distance. He unzips his tent and it's Katy Perry. (laughs) I'm going to hear you roar. (laughs) (laughs) That's the sound it makes as the God is killing her like. (laughs) Anyway, he unzips his tent and peeks out of the flap and he sees one of the other tents is open. Yeah. He hears a shrill ringing and then relives the robbery all over again. Now, this scene got me. Yeah, man. Because he looks across the forest floor and he's in the convenience store. It's like half convenience store, half forest. And the muggers look up at him directly and hiss that he is a coward. Yeah. Dude. And they look otherworldly. Oh, yeah. They, they don't look like people. The eyes of the mugger that kills Rob are the same eyes that the creature has at the end. Yes. Super great touch. Loved it. Very pretty eyes. <laughs> <laughs> they almost glue. Glow? What? Well, he hears the shrill roar of the creature as the other tents are ripped away in his dream. He suddenly awake in the present. Phil is screaming. Hutch yeah. is gone. They wake up Dom. Who looked gray at this point. He did, yeah. Dom is potentially going septic. Like, it's bad. Well, you know, things happen. (laughs) (laughs) Mikey is on board for Dom just straight up dying. (laughs) (laughs) He asks Phil, and Phil says, all I saw was shadows. I don't know. It just took him. Yeah. And they hear Hutch screaming in the distance as it sounds like he is brutally murdered. They take off into the woods with flashlights calling for him, but they don't want to get lost, so they try to make their way back to the tents, but it is too late. Yeah. They are lost, like completely lost in the forest. The sun comes up, and they continue looking for Hutch. They track through the woods, following the trail of broken branches until Luke stops in his tracks because they find Hutch hanging from a tree like the bear at the beginning, yeah. flayed open, very, very dead. Very dead, yes. And it's like when you go on a guy's trip, you want people to spill their guts, but not like this. No, this is not the right way. Yeah. Well, and they're all sad because they're like, he's got a wife and kids, which he's talked about throughout the movie. Yeah. And so now they're like, what are we going to tell them? Because I think they're all assuming that they're all going to still get out. But they get him down. They get the compass and the map. And Dom insists on covering him because they can't like bury him. Phil is losing it. Yes. I mean, I would fully be losing it at this point, guys. Like, I would be a broken shell of a man at this moment, man. Yeah. And I would probably, Mikey, I love you, but if you're Dom in this situation, let's be clear, you are Dom, I would run away. Oh, I am not Dom. I'm pretty good at hiking. 
Oh, yeah. I'm just saying, like, if you were the Dom in this situation, I would be like, hey, go Southwest. Hope to see you at the Lodge. I'm running out of here. I love cardio. <laughs> Bye. First off, if I was Bye. Dom, I would have been smart and made a splint. Thank you. Thank you, Mikey. And also, I would have been like, y'all go ahead. I'll, you know, just try to get out, get help, come back for me. I'll just be behind y'all. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't want to slow y'all down because I'm a true bro. This is a true bro trip. <laughs> so they start making their way away from the body to try and get back out of the forest now that they have the compass. Yeah, because I live my life a quarter mile at a time. Oh, good Lord. <laughs> Family. <laughs> I do sort of love that in, in my mind now, I'm seeing all the characters. There's like various characters from like the <laughs> Fast and Furious series. Yeah, Hutch is Paul Walker. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Dom is Dom, right? Hutch is Paul right. Walker. Luke is... Ludacris. Yeah, Luke is Chris <laughs> yes! Bridges. 100%. Chris Ludacris Bridges. Hell yeah. <laughs> anyway, so Phil thinks it followed them from the house. I think it led them to the house. I think it Agreed. was following them the second they stepped foot in that forest. Same. I think it's been hunting them the whole time. Yeah. And Luke, I think, thinks so too because he basically tells them like, hey, I saw it through the trees on the ridge. It's huge. And Dom pulls a real Carl Weathers and Predator and is like, <laughs> it's definitely people. Like, yeah. people did this. It's the gorillas. It's definitely not an intergalactic hunter. <laughs> and so Luke is like, well, there's three of us and there's one of it and I have a knife. So that's our option, basically. Yeah. And we're going to keep walking till we get out of the forest. So they walk in the direction that Hutch recommended, but it seems like it's just deeper into the woods. They find a stream and they see evidence of people and footsteps. They get out their knife and follow the footsteps just a short way through the ravine. But then they decide that they're not going to follow it. They're going to follow the compass. So they walk away from the footsteps. Yeah. They make their way up from the tracks and we see the animal slash entity creature move between the trees and it is impossibly large it is insane this i mean I, i'll say and it holds true in pretty much every creature feature once you fully see the creature it's less scary but until we fully see it i was very terrified anytime it was remotely on screen they did a great they do a job. great reveal at the end i think so too but i feel like they show it a little too much I would say that it's still so unnerving yes. yeah. as a creature that it still works. But up until that end point, they do a great job of like you're just glimpsing it through trees. Yeah. So you're just like, I know it's big. I know it's got antlers. That's all I know. I honestly basically. thought it was an ent. It looks kind of ent-like yeah. at, at certain points. Yeah, It's I, probably just one of the ent wives. We haven't seen them in a while. <laughs> Real housewives <laughs> of Middle Earth. Uh, <laughs> all of our men have left us. <laughs> <laughs> I'm rich because I have the ring. <laughs> so Phil slips. Luke helps him up. And as Phil's trying to get up, he tells Luke, it got inside my head. It made me pray to that thing and I can't get it out of my head. And Luke says, we're far away from that now. They make it up out of the ravine, but they are worse for the wear. Yeah. And at the top, Luke climbs up and sees what looks like a way out. And he calls to Phil, but Phil isn't doing great. Luke climbs up further and he can see the end of the forest. Hutch was right. Yeah. And he sees red lights in the distance of the forest. I thought it was the fires they see later. Yeah, it is. He calls back for Phil and Dom, but there's no answer. Phil comes back with a flashlight. And as he does, the creature snatches him away and brutally murders him. Yeah. Luke runs away and smashes directly into a tree. 
He wakes up in the convenience store, now even more overgrown than before. Rob raises his head and Luke runs out of the store as Phil's flashlight illuminates him. He's now, as far as he can tell, the only one of his friends left standing. Yeah. Dom is nowhere to be found. Right. He picks up Phil's flashlight and calls for Dom, but no answer. He hears a rustling in the forest and a growl, branches breaking and a roar in the distance, and he shines his light and sees Dom hiding, much like he hid in the convenience store. Yeah. That's exactly my point. Yeah, Dom has the same opportunity with Phil, and he also hides. So It's just like, he shouldn't have been blaming him at all. Yeah. Like, that's your natural human instinct, is to protect yourself. And also, your job is to survive in these kind of situations. Like, I don't think what Dom is doing is wrong. But I, I think that's all he can do. Yeah. I mean, like, what are you going to do? You're going to fight a faceless creature that's killing you one by one? Yeah. And he asks Dom, what did it look like? And Dom just says, I don't know. It was fast. It's fucking hunting us. Yeah. And Luke looks at Dom and says, I'm not going to leave you, okay? And I think it's going to come back, but I think I found a way out. We need to run basically now on three. So they count to three. They take off. They hear heavy footsteps around them in the forest and branches snap as it starts to emerge. They find a path lit by torches. And in my notes, I just have, oh, this isn't suspicious at all. Yeah. I mean, 100% this is not leading to good things, but good luck. No, in fact, it leads them to Phil's body hanging in the trees. They continue to run along the torch path and it's a dead end at a creepy fucking house. They run inside and they can hear folk music on a record player and they can see that there's someone in the house actively praying and performing a ritual and it is creepy as fuck. Yes, it is. It's really creepy. Someone knocks them out and they wake up on the floor of the house chained to the walls and they can hear growling outside and from upstairs. Yeah, the growling upstairs like really got me, man. Like I hated it so much. Especially yeah. once you see what's what it is that's making that sound. Uh-uh. I did not like this at all. I wish they would have just followed the torches because everyone knows that that just means Gondor is calling for aid. <laughs> <laughs> Will Rowan answer the call? <laughs> you have my axe! <laughs> actually, he does use an axe at the end. That actually checks out, Paige. Yes, it does. Yeah. So they kind of, they're in, it's like a mud log cabin, so they kind of push some of the mud out between two of the logs and they peek through a crack to see what's happening outside and they can see that there's people walking around outside building something yeah they're building what amounts to like an altar for a sacrifice yeah i would describe them as like swedish hillbillies yeah it's basically the appalachian trail swillbillies swillbillies all right cool 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 cool. he tries to reach there's a glass on the table that they're going to try and break to cut the ropes yeah but they can't and people burst in a small woman enters she was the one at the altar earlier yeah and she checks rafe spall luke's chest finds the marks and gives him water and then shows that she has similar scars yeah in fact all of them do so it it basically indicates that like the creature chooses someone yeah and that's how it marks you and then that's who it decides to keep so she gives him water uh, and then walks over to Dom and checks him, but won't give him water or anything because he has not been chosen. But I get it. Like, if I had to pick someone from that group to, like, hang out with for eternity, I wouldn't pick Dom. No. For sure. So the men with her take Dom and drag him upstairs 
and he screams and we hear him basically upstairs screaming as he is tortured essentially all night yeah and a young girl who speaks english again i do think you're right i think this is the girl from the campsite yeah she comes in to luke and she tells him that they're preparing dom for sacrifice and it'll be over soon and she puts her hands over his ears so he doesn't have to hear the screaming yeah the next morning he wakes up as they bring dom back into the room and he has clearly been beaten and tortured most of the night And at this point, he says, I never told you about my nightmare, but I dreamt all of this. And these people offer me to that thing. And I saw my wife. I'm going to die here. I need you to tell my wife that I tried to get back to her. And Luke is like, I'm not going to do that because we're going to get out of here together. Yeah, I don't need to do that. You can tell it yourself. It's fine. We're going to get out of here. Right. We cut to outside where there's a creepy skeleton statue and they drag Dom out and attach him to essentially it's a wooden rune. Yeah. And... They're clearly intending to offer him to the creature. Inside, Luke is still trying to get out of his ropes. Outside, Dom is pissed because human sacrifice. Yeah. Inside, Luke is rubbing his wrists raw, trying to get out of those ropes. Oh, man. This oh, this sort of body horror stuff is so much for it's, me. It's oh, pretty yeah. Oh, man. Outside, we hear a roar and the villagers bow to the creature Inside, Luke dislocates his own wrist to get out of the ropes. Oh, man. Outside, the roaring grows louder, and Dom sees his wife wandering through the woods. I'll say this. I like this reveal, because it's like trees are moving. This big thing is coming, and we've Mm -hmm. seen stuff. We've seen it, right? We haven't seen all Mm -hmm. of it, but we've seen some of it, right? And it is like coming through this big forest and moving trees out of the way, and then this woman scampers out from behind a tree, and you're like, wait, what? Yeah. It's Mm -hmm. so good. And I do also like that Dom is like, all right, let's get on with it. I'm ready to go. I'm so over being scared. Just let's bring it on. Just kill me yeah, now. Just, kill, just kill me now. Yeah. So he hears a light knocking sound, which I think is really interesting that the knocking kind of precedes whenever the creature reveals itself. Yeah. Uh, but we hear a high-pitched screech. It's the creature, and it carries Dom off by the head before impaling him on a tree. Yeah. And Dom is very dead. Yeah, very dead. Back inside, Luke is still struggling to get his other hand out. Um, But as the villagers come back in, he pretends that he's still tied. The younger woman comes back into the cabin to leave him food. And he asks, did you take him down from the tree? And she just says, we don't move the bodies. Yeah. And he asks her what it is. And she says that it's a Yotun, which is the bastard offspring of Loki. And it keeps them there and lets them live long lives. But they have to worship it, basically. That's how they live. Yeah, I sort of got the impression they sort of live forever until... Until he gets upstairs, because that's how they live forever. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. exactly. Yeah. 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 No thanks. Let's talk about this. Much rather do the summer camp than whatever this this native, oh, yeah, like yeah, naturalistic yeah. camping thing is. Yeah. Like, not really buying in on this cult. If I had to pick one of the two, I'm picking the endless. Absolutely, yeah. but th- you gotta remember, the people in this cult are not choosing this. They are forced yeah, into are it. Yeah, they're forced to do it. Yeah. True, but it sounds like naturalistic camping forever sounds terrible. Yes. And I have to build a log cabin. Mikey, I think you're missing the actual horror of they they don't actually really live forever. Oh, I know. Like they live a normal life and then they are mummies upstairs. Yeah. 
also a negative downside. But even for the, <laughs> yeah. even for the like natural life part, you're like stuck yeah. in the woods the whole time with like swillbillies. Swillbillies, yeah. Swillbillies, yeah. Anyway, she says if you decline to worship it, it'll hang you from the trees. Basically, yeah. like it's gonna kill you like everybody else. And he asks why me, and she says because your pain is great. Yeah, and that's what it wants from you. Basically, like it knows what you feel, and that's why it marked you so just like a chad yeah and she says you'll kneel God. before it like the rest of us yeah and she leaves and as she does he frees himself from the ties on the other hand and he hears the growling upstairs so he walks through the house he finds that they have a bunch of guns and walks into the main room where he hears even louder growling from upstairs yeah so he climbs the stairs, grabs a torch, opens the door, and there's like a bunch of those little tree statues, but seemingly no people. So who was making that noise? And they're all positioned as they're worshiping one central statue. Oh, man. And it looks but like it, the statue from the first house they got into. Right. But it turns out they're mummified remains and they're still very fucking alive, maybe? I think, well, at least, uh, yeah. I mean, I, th I got the impression they were still very fucking alive, Paige. Yeah. And so he lights... All of it on fire. As you should. Which yep. is a badass As, move. If yes. you're ever caught in a bad situation, just light everything on fire. <laughs> like if you're going to go out, at least go out with flames in the background. At least go cool. out in arson. Yeah. <laughs> he <laughs> runs down the stairs into the old woman and just cold cocks her. Like he knocks her out instantly. And honestly, she doesn't die because of this. Yeah, no, that's true. Yeah. I thought that was funny, though, when he punched her. I, I literally said... Good for you. <laughs> yeah, I was like, yes. Now, which is also something that happens in The Wicker Man, at least in the Nicolas Cage version, oh, he yeah. punches an old woman while dressed as a bear. It's pretty great. Um, I'm sorry, what? Dude, yes. I'm telling you, Wicker Man's fucking awesome. How did that anyway. not win the listener request? I don't know. <laughs> well, and also, that's the Nicolas Cage one. The original one, I don't think there's a bear punch. Oh, wait. Oh, I honestly thought the Nicolas Cage one was. Oh, my bad. Okay, okay, okay. Sorry. The original one is from the 1970s. Oh. Anyway, he grabs a gun, loads it. Outside, the villagers bow to the monster. Yeah. And the creature takes the girl that speaks English. She just grabs her and is just like, well, now I'm going to eat you because fuck it. Why is everything on fire? He doesn't eat anybody. He like redecorates the forest right. with bodies. It's the weirdest yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So back inside, Luke also finds an axe. He tries to get out and one of the villagers tries to stop him. And the gun jams. He manages to unjam it and shoots the guy, reloads and heads outside. Yeah. The other guy is super freaked out so he takes his axe and just kind of knocks that guy out he doesn't have to actually like shoot him basically he yeah. just kind of knocks him down and he runs outside to see the creature who has fully killed that other girl yeah and is like holding her like he gets to the door and he sees like legs because the creature is holding somebody like the creature yeah. drops that person and he falls into the door i assume dead and then instead of going out that door luke goes back into the fire and walks out the side of the house that's now open right right yeah. right <laughs> but here's the first point where we really kind of see the creature yes. and i just have in my notes what the fuck is that thing like yeah. holy shit so luke makes a run for it he makes it a, a few paces out into the forest and looks back on the burning cabin as the creature carries that girl's dead body. Yeah. It, and that monster is basically silhouetted against the house. I think this shot with, like, the creature with the fire in the background is so 
cool. It is very well done. It is. Yeah. He cocks the gun and fires at it instead of just running the fuck away. I don't know why he tries to shoot it, but whatever. I mean, we do find out it does bleed. So with Predator rules, we know if it bleeds, you can kill it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) He ain't got time to bleed, though. He's got to run away. (laughs) That's true. Yeah. (laughs) So he shoots at it. It looks his way. So the shot basically gives away his position. Yes. He runs away. It runs after him. Oh, my God. This is Predator Midsummer Predator yes, is what this is. It is. And anyway. it's fantastic because of it. Yeah. So he runs into the forest. The growling stops. The lights flicker because there's a set of convenience store fluorescent lights lighting his path. Man, I love this. I, I thought it was such a good allegory between like you revisiting traumatic experiences in your past and having to face it. Dude, when the creature is like running just outside of like the convenience store boundary, right? Mm-hmm. There's no wall, so you can fully see it in the forest, but like the fluorescent lights are hanging there and it's just running yes. through. Oh man, that was so good. It's such a good metaphor for like dealing with trauma and stuff. I loved it. So good. Yeah, because he, he runs through the convenience store and the creature tackles him and tosses him to the ground he sees that daylight is starting to dawn and he gets up and sees the creature standing in the distance behind him well and he also sees that the forest boundary is right there like he's almost out of this hellish forest right and the creature makes his way up to him grabs him by the head and makes him kneel and hisses at him yeah the creature then stands to its full height and what the fuck even is it like it is and then it puts its like two human hands as like a as like a prey sign trying to tell him yeah. to pray yeah mm-hmm. i was like oh fuck yeah so i mean in my mind it's like a thestral from harry potter but on the front of it it's a um it's like a person it's like a person on the front. yeah it's like literally a person and when it grabs you it grabs you with its hands and holds you towards its face like it's so crazy it is such a cool such it's a, a cool really creature. cool creature yeah. design. Yeah. Once I saw it, and it, it got less scary because I, it was no longer the unknown, and I, you know, it was right. I was just more comfortable mm-hmm. with it. I really started to admire what they had done with the creature here. I loved it. Yeah. So it roars and knocks Luke down again. So Luke stands up and knocks him back down yeah. and pushes him down again into a kneeling position. And while Luke's face is pressed against the ra- uh, against the ground, he essentially looks and sees Rob. As Rob kind of lifted his head before dying in the mugging. And he hears the creature's footsteps and growling. He picks up the axe and uses it to wound the creature. He like basically buries it in the creature's chest, which doesn't seem it seems to slow it down. But that's about it. It's like a demigod or whatever. It'll be fine. Yeah. Right. It wasn't a mortal wound, but it does. Right. Delay him. And that allows Luke to get the fuck out of the forest. Yeah. He gets up and he runs like hell towards the daylight. He emerges out of the forest onto the hills and the creature stops at the edge of the forest and roars. Yeah. And Luke roars back at it. I love which that. Is, it is a lot like that ending scene in Predator. Yes. Of like, come get me. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is. It's, it's that. But but this guy, the sun rises behind him as he wanders out on the path over the hills. And, and that's, that's a movie. movie. Oh, and you see cars driving in the background at that part. What? Just Volkswagen buses. Yeah. When you know when you see the, the sunrise and he's looking at the hills there, he, there's a road. And there's cars driving. On it. Oh, I missed that. Fully missed that. Yeah, but I so mean, he's he's fully in civilization. So I. Oh I, yeah, cool. I think I got that. Even though I didn't see the cars, but yeah, no, yeah, he does seem to be safe at that point because the creature does not seem to be able to follow outside of the, the forest, which makes sense. He's a forest creature. He was safe and only had to walk a mile. I felt good about it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think the forest is the boundary. Yeah. for that creature. Yeah. So Paige, you mentioned you had a different ending. What is your ending? I want to hear it. 
So this movie plays a lot with what is real and what's not. And I have some notes about that in fun facts and how kind of they explain it as is. Okay. Um, But part of the movie that kind of falls apart for me is when the monster is like a demigod and there's nothing you can do about it. We're seeing a lot of it. And that's where the movie starts to get less scary for me and a little less impactful. And there was a point throughout the movie when I didn't know how it was going to end that I thought it would be super interesting if the movie is completely as is, keep everything, yeah. except the creature gets a hold of Luke and actually does kill him. And as he does, Luke wakes up on the floor of the convenience store and he is the one who has been mugged, not Rob. And this has been a Jacob's Ladder scenario in his head the entire time. <laughs> I, would, I would hate that. I would hate that. Oh, man. That, is, that would be interesting, but I don't know how I'd feel about that. I don't know. Well, and, and Rob could also be dead. Like, he could still have Rob dead, and it could be him lying on the ground having also been mugged looking at Rob's body. I think one of the main things I like about this movie is it is a really good allegory for like processing trauma. And yeah. that would just be him processing his own death, which is, I mean, I'm sure that when that time comes, you'll have to process it. If you have the option of going slowly, unlike some people who have to go tragically quick, like sort of Rob did. I but would like, not call Rob's death slow. <laughs> I'm, I'm talking about like more like people who get to old age yeah, and they yeah, get yeah, to like right, really, right. really process through what it means to not be alive forever. My thinking with it was just, Every time he's in the convenience store in the movie, it's him fading in and out of yeah. consciousness. Yeah. No, I mean, I could, I could see it. That's an interesting take. I, I would have liked a scene where the creature took the form of Rob and blamed him for his death. Ooh, oh, that yeah. would have been good, too. Yeah. I think we'll, we'll talk a little bit in fun facts about the creature, and that could have happened based on the mythology they have around the creature. Yeah, no, it, okay. I well, mean, it I, definitely could have happened because Dom saw his wife so that we know it can project things into your mind yeah. through its eyes. Yeah, like, we know that's possible. There are a lot of places where it's very possible they were seeing the creature long before they realized they were seeing the creature. Oh, very cool. Very, very cool. All right, well, let's, yeah. just talk, let's do final thoughts first, and then we'll get into fun facts. So what do you guys yeah. think? Yeah, 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 I haven't yeah, talked yeah. about it and seen it. I liked it, yeah. I, I This this was an interesting one. It did scare me. This is the kind of shit that scares me. Yeah. But yeah, overall, and I mean, there are things I would change. It's not without problems, I would say, but... I for a, a freaky little creature feature, I think they do a good job of hiding the creature until absolutely necessary. Yeah. I think there's a good emotional center in yes. the movie. Agree. Um it had some real yeah. unnerving scenes and imagery, uh very unsettling. I I liked it. I thought it was good. Same. Mikey, what did you think? I really enjoy this film. I, I was excited when we were gonna when we I found out that Paige picked it for this, because mm-hmm. uh, I and especially since you guys hadn't seen it, because I was like, oh, I really enjoyed this movie. Yeah, and I I was surprised it didn't get a wider release here because I felt like it was so good, and I I love the character work, and I love the creature design and the like the mythology. I liked I liked all of it. Yeah, I mean, I hope to never see this movie again because it was pretty scary. I did not love watching it, but I really love the, um, you know, I don't know. Maybe just because I have literally gone to therapy to deal with like survivor's guilt and stuff because of the accident that happened and my brother dying Mm -hmm. and stuff. And I was, I pulled him from the truck, you know, like I was very close to him when he died, you know? So like I had to process through a lot of that. And I really saw this as a very good metaphor for that. Because it's very difficult. And going into those therapy sessions, you sort of feel like there's like a month. You're going to have to talk about this thing that's going to like be very hard for you to do. Like, I, I really like that. But that's yeah, confront, confronting your monster. Yeah, absolutely. Loved it. 
hated this movie. Terrified. <laughs> I think it's amazing. I'm glad I saw it. I think it's really good. Never want to see it again. And I understand why, if you love horror movies, why you love this movie. It is very, very good. It just scared me. I'm going to call this two out of three of Todd thinking cult month movies were really good. One of which he actually liked. Yeah, dude, The Endless. I was surprised oh. I liked The Endless so much. Uh, anyway, but yeah. yeah. Th- but this yeah, I'm movie, tired of Todd liking it. <laughs> but this movie, unlike The Endless, I hope to never watch again. Like, The Endless was actually right. not that scary at all. It was a fun little mind thought right. experiment. This movie was scary. Yes. Before we get into how scary it was, let's talk some fun facts, Paige. So let's talk some fun facts. Hit us with those fun facts. Dunna, dunna. <laughs> I got it. <laughs> you did, Mikey. So uh, you see runes throughout the film. Mm-hmm. There's one that's kind of like a, a square. So that is the Odal rune or the Ulthala rune. And it's been translated into a couple different things, but it often means inherited estate or descent or property. The other rune that we see is the Algae's rune, which usually is translated as elk. So once they Ah. see those runes, it's basically marking like the property of the elk. That's also why that first rune, the Odal rune, that's the shape that the claw marks and the mark is in. So Mm. it's basically him marking people as property. That makes sense. Yeah. And he does Mm -hmm. seem to sort of own the people at that encampment. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. Now... When they go into the cabin at the very, very end where they see the little woman kind of worshiping at an altar. The very punchable woman? The very punchable woman. (laughs) They actually have her praying at a reproduction of an archaeological find called the Kirkby Stephen or Loki Stone. uh, And it is currently housed in St. Stephen's Church in Kirkby Stephen in or probably Stefan, anyway, in Britain. I'm sorry, they used an actual, like, stone? They they replicated it. Oh, but so still. It, it's, re- oh. it's a reproduction, okay. yeah. Um, and the stone is thought to depict the Norse god Loki bound and chained. Oh, okay. Uh, which brings us to the creature, a Jotun. The Jotun is something that has roots in North mythology, and it's essentially a large beast that we're usually similar to trolls and giants and sometimes are described as being beautiful but also grotesque and frightening and they're usually listed as like combinations of different creatures and as far as the beautiful thing like there are parts of this creature that are kind of beautiful i think that's what makes it a little scarier because like especially when you're kind of seeing it in the woods and you just see the antlers it's kind of majestic looking even later when you see what it fully is it's unsettling but also still kind of majestic yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. and then towards the end when it's it moves its human parts it almost looks like it's completely symmetrical it it has almost like a yes it it has a weird beauty to it i think they did a really really good job on that design i do think that the creature in this is awesome in the sense of like oh my god you know like scary like daunting like oh wow yeah i can't tell you how many like as we're just seeing parts of it i was just like what the fuck is that yeah like what is that (laughs) yeah and it makes you just like instantly upset same now the reason the creature design is so good is because the director of this movie david bruckner hired keith thompson who does all of guillermo del toro's creature that makes sense yeah and i honestly don't know that i've seen guillermo del toro's stuff outside the shape of water but i've seen a lot of art from his movies because it's notoriously good yeah and a lot of his monster designs are kind of similarly beautiful and unsettling yeah so i think that was a really good choice of like yeah choose 
Yeah, absolutely. The monster looks awesome. So yeah, absolutely. Loki is the father, but who is the mother? There is no mother. This is kind of a case of like, if you're familiar with the idea of like Maynads, where they were worshippers of Bacchus and then are kind of slightly deified. Now, the way that this kind of manifests for this creature... Bacchus is the god for me, baby. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, for most of Rome. Uh, so <laughs> because Lo- one of Loki's key traits is he's a trickster and he's a shapeshifter. So when they see that first elk hanging in the trees, it's suspected that that is the monster. What? Um, yeah. Oh, my uh, But God. also that's why it can turn into his wife. That's why it can project images of the convenience store. So the the monster was giving them all of their nightmares. And making the forest look like the convenience store so that there are sections of this movie where, like, Luke thinks he's dreaming and he's not. He's awake and the monster is showing him things to try and manipulate them. It also manages to change the look of the forest. That's how they get lost. Um, It can make the houses appear. So it can do all of that. The second they step into the forest, they're fucking dead. Yeah, that's insane. I can't believe it was the the monster at the beginning or could have been. Yeah. Well, here's why. Because there is a specific Norse myth in which the god Odin, who's associated with knowledge and wisdom, sacrifices himself on the cosmic tree uh, by impaling himself on his spear and through his self-sacrifice gains knowledge of rune magic. So it's possible that that's why they choose to depict that this way. Yeah. in this movie wow okay yep now the villagers are chanting at one point including the ones upstairs yeah uh and they seem to be repeatedly saying the norse word blot which is allegedly a pagan term for sacrifice i mean that checks out that's what they're doing there and that's going to be our fun facts well okay thank you for those amazing fun facts we appreciate it let's do some box office Yes. So I, just like last week, was not able to find a budget for this movie, but it is theorized to be in between three and ten million dollars. Which, to be honest, for what they pull off, this movie looks great. This movie looks fantastic. (laughs) Every cent of that is on the screen. It is, yeah. Well, between the, I'll say BBC A-class acting talent, because everyone in this is a name, more or less, and it may not be in the States, but they are in Europe. And um, yep. the effects look amazing. And it's, it's, it's really well done. It, it is sort of like four guys in the, wandering around the woods for most of the movie. So I can see how that part of it would be cheap. But some of the special effects and stuff are just stellar. Yeah. Yeah. So it did get a theatrical release. It did not get one in the States, though. So I don't have any information on that because it didn't have it. But what do you think it made internationally, which honestly for them would be domestic because it was the UK. What do you think it made in its release in the UK? In its entire release or just opening weekend? Its entire release. I actually don't have box office for the weekend it came out. Although I do know it came out on Friday the 13th, 2000, October, Friday the 13th, 2017. That's, That's a good pretty release great. Date. Yeah, it's yeah. a great um, release date. I, I'm going to say for its entire run, I'm going to put it at $15 million. Okay. Mikey, what do you think? 11 Okay. You're going to be disappointed. It was $1.7 million. Oh, damn. Now, I'll say, I think it only opened in the UK. I don't know how many theaters it was in. Like, it doesn't track international like it does domestically. So, I I don't know enough information to know why it didn't do so well. I did find that it sold its distribution rights to Netflix for $4.75 million. So, I do know it made 
money that way. I don't know if it made its budget back, um, but it fully should have. It's a good movie. It is a good movie. Yeah. I like I, movie. I hope it did. I hope somebody made money off this. I hope so, yeah. too. Unfortunately, there's not a lot more information. So that is your box office this week. Mikey, let's hit him with that scary scale. Yeah, scary scale, listeners, is a scale of 1 to 10 of how scary we found the film at the time of watching this time. One example is Ghostbusters. Our 10 example is Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And it's not a scale quality, just how scary we were. Right. I'm going to give this a five. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was my score as well. I was going to give it a five. It is scary and about some shit I had to deal with. (laughs) I'm going to go ahead and give it a three. Okay. This is your second time watching it. Yeah. Yes. It was scarier the first time. And you are notoriously dead inside. So the fact that it's not a one is surprising. (laughs) (laughs) So this week, Paige made us watch The Ritual. What are you guys making me watch next week? We're not. It is the listeners. Listener request. What one? I'll check right now, actually. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We set that up real good, but I don't know where we're going. We clo- normally close the votes of listener requests the morning of the episode. We, re- we have to record what we're doing next. Uh, and it looks like the invitation won by quite a bit. Oh, really? Literally hundreds of people voted, though, and it only won by... 14 votes over Rosemary's Baby. So, yeah. So next week we will be doing The Invitation. Thanks to you, wise listeners. I've heard it's good. I I was kind of pulling for Mandy, to be honest. Mandy is amazing. (laughs) (laughs) But also The Invitation is Karen Kasama. So... Yeah, we're, we're also in for a good movie. So from what everyone said, and there are a lot of comments under the listener request on Patreon and all of them were like, dude, the invitation was something I did not expect to be as good as it was. And I was blown away by it. I haven't even watched it before. So your homework next week is to I don't know. Let's just get wine drunk for this one and watch <laughs> the invitation. And the only reason I say that is because the poster, because I had to make the artwork for this, is him holding a broken wine glass. Yeah. So watch it. We'll talk about it next week. So, Mikey, do you have a review for us to read? Yeah. Noise. So if you want to have Mikey read your review, leave us a five-star review on Apple iTunes, and he will read it. So, Mikey, whose review are you reading this week? Uh, I'm going to review BAW70's review. Nice. All right. It's called Great. Exclamation point, exclamation point, exclamation point. Why, thank you so much. I've listened to a lot of horror podcasts, and this is actually my favorite. Thank you. That's very sweet. There are a lot of great ones out there. The three hosts have great chemistry, and I like their format and the way they discuss the movie they're reviewing. Yeah. Plus, I like a bunch of the movies they've reviewed. Well, we've done a lot. Great job, guys. Oh, thanks. Wish I would have found you earlier, but I'm glad I did. Signed, Brad. Well, thank you very much, Brad. Brad. That's very sweet. Although, I'll say this. I love finding a new podcast that I love that has a shitload of episodes for me to binge. I feel like I've struck a gold mine. It's the best so if that is you welcome enjoy the back catalog they get sketchy towards the very beginning they're not awesome (laughs) we obviously we improve with age but yeah so if you want to have mikey read your five-star review leave us a five-star review so guys if you like this show but want to hear this power thruple on another movie review show about romance and romantic comedies check out romancing the pod where mikey page and i break down and make fun of romantic movies it's a lot of fun guys check it out if you want to follow us on social please do we are at horror virgin or online at horrorvirgin.com. if you want to follow us all individually you can do that as well page is at page wesley 
on Twitter or Rampage Wesley everywhere else, including TikTok. Mikey is at mrandolph24, and I am at Todd J. Awesome. If you like the show so much and you want to help financially support it, please do by going to patreon.com slash horrorvirgin, where you can get a lot of great levels and a lot of great stuff, like bonus episodes, director's cut episodes, where they're a little bit longer and you get them actually a day earlier mm-hmm, than the mm-hmm. regular feed drop. We do a lot of great things, like listener requests and stuff like that. So guys, check out yeah. the Patreon and help support the show. If If you can't financially support the show, that's understandable. That's fine. But if you want to hang out with us on the daily, join the Facebook group uh, at facebook.com slash group slash horror virgin. We also link it like once a week. So just find it there and join the awesome Facebook group. And literally we're in there talking every day. It's awesome. And if you want to check out our Twitch stream, we're at twitch.tv slash Todd awesome. Well, we will be playing horror video games. So if you have always wondered what it would be like to watch me get scared, you can now do that on Twitch while I play these horror games. It's, Twitch.tv slash Todd Awesome. Guys, check it out. It's a lot of fun for you. Not a lot of fun for me. And guys, we got a P.O. box. So if you want to send us some love letters or whatever you might send to a P.O. box, it's actually not a P.O. box. It's like a regular street address. It's pretty awesome. It's 6688 Nolensville Road, number 108-34, Brentwood, Tennessee, 37027. So send us some stuff. Yeah. This episode was brought to you by Nick, Nick B. B. Fun fact about Nick B. Oh, yeah? He has Todd's credit card information. Son of a <laughs> bitch! Mikey! <laughs> well, Nick B, I'd appreciate it if you don't buy anything with my credit card. Although, it wouldn't be any good because I reported it lost or stolen. Which brings me to my next one. This episode also brought to you by... Ori! Some idiot last night revealed my credit card information live to a bunch of people watching on Twitch. So uh, I called Ori, and Ori was like, don't worry about it, boss. We, uh, we'll get it uh, reported lost or stolen. And they reported my card lost or stolen to make sure no one stole any money from me. So, Ori, I appreciate that. Way to look out. But not before I bought some incriminating things. <laughs> <laughs> this episode also brought to you by Awesome Possum Blossom. And Awesome Possum Blossom wants me to give you some awesome possum facts. So, here's one for you on a website that details possums and their habitat, their impact, their diet. And just like fun facts, the first thing listed under diet is possums like to eat garbage, which I thought was very funny. That's a fun fact. Thank you. Their I love first it. One, yeah, Mikey wants me to do shorter ones. So uh, their first fun fact <laughs> of this one is they eat garbage. This episode also brought to you by Brandon's Bug Business, which is actually called Bug Cage Company on Facebook. So if you have a need for a tarantula, spider, scorpion, centipede, or other millipede that you might unmill a need... Reach out to Bug Cage Company on Facebook for any pranking or practical bug purposes. Hey, you guys, keep an eye on the P.O. box, courtesy of Cod's credit card. <laughs> Swear to God, if you bought bugs and shipped them to our P.O. box with my own money, page, I will be livid. <laughs> well, you shouldn't put it online. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, mistakes were made. So this, this episode also brought to you by Jeff. And Jeff has a great podcast called Kissing Jessica Jones, where each week they break down an episode of the Netflix series Jessica Jones. So, guys, check it out. We now return you to another half-assed episode of uh, The The Patrionicals. We're going full-ass today. (laughs) All right. In space.
Tristram has transformed into a space shuttle. Nice. I mean, it's weird that he waited till he was in space to transform into a space shuttle, but whatever, man. I'm not going to question your genius. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Amy is doing all the space piloting since she's an astronaut. She's, like, super stoked to be back in space. Yeah, she's loving it. Kate lost her psychosis. Not psychosis. Wow. (laughs) Telekinesis. (laughs) Telekinesis. I'm so sorry. I've been working a lot. Okay. I'm, uh, Kate is panicking and she's upset. Yeah. I mean, she lost her mind powers. Yeah. Sasha's yeah. helping her like process. Nice. That. Karun back on Earth and is like, he's really mad, really, really, really mad about being on Earth with this road trip with evil Matthew, Dave, and Isaac. I mean, I remember at the end of last episode, he convinced them to return to space. Right. Remember that episode? The one we just did? Yeah. I just did it. Remember everything exactly about what happened in that episode? That, that is very clear, yes. Definitely remember that. Um, <laughs> but uh, Karun, who has been kind of in the background of the Patreonicals. Yeah, he's been a real dom of the Patreonicals. He's just complaining about everything they do. <laughs> <laughs> he hates Earth. Yeah. He reaches in a pocket and he takes out like a alien technology, presses a button on it, and he's like, you know what? I'm in a lot of trouble, but I, I got to get off this shitty planet. Okay. And then he's like, and Dave, fuck you the most. And then he just murders wow. Dave with a knife. He just stabs him like four times. And Dave passes <laughs> down. And he's like bleeding. And he's like, why, Karun? You've never killed me before. And he's like, it's just, I just needed some catharsis, he said. And um, <laughs> I just needed a release. It, <laughs> so Karun is a serial killer, is what we've just learned. Well, that's why he had Moondrodome. <laughs> Duh. That's, honestly, I should have seen that coming, Paige. It's a very good point. Yeah. <laughs> very good point. I wasn't even on the show when that yeah, was happening. She I'm so happy. <laughs> 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 okay. <laughs> okay. I've got to tie this all together. This is going to get weird. So, um, <laughs> up at the space shuttle, the stories are starting to collide now. Uh-oh. Up at the space shuttle, they're like, oh, there's like a weird transmission coming from Earth. Well, we got, oh, there's a weird um, spaceship. It looks it looks like the, it's a weird looking spaceship. We don't know what it looks like yet. It hasn't been revealed to y'all. But it's in Earth's orbit. I mean, is it is it Tristam? Is it just Tristam as a spaceship? No, 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 no. It's not Tristam. They're on Tristam. They're it's on board. It's a second Tristam. spaceship. It's a second spaceship. And it zaps down and beams up Isaac, Evil Matthew, Karun, and Dave's body. At least dead Dave got to go along for the zap. <laughs> And then, I'm just uh, happy to be included. <laughs> Back on the space shuttle, the, the Tristram gets really close to the e, the unknown UFO, if you will. Okay, all right. That looks like the Millennium Falcon. Let's go with that. Kind of like that. Make the, made the Kessel Spice run in twelve parsecs. Uh huh. Okay. Mm-hmm, okay. Mm-hmm. This is starting to sound a little bit like Endless, which is also how I feel about how long the Patreonicals have been going on. (laughs) So then Eddie gets the army of pythons uh, to listen because snakes listen to vibration so they can hear what's going on on the ship. He's like, listen. Yes. Yeah. And uh, there's like an army of like mercenary aliens and Isaac kills a couple and eats one and then... uh, Evil, evil Matthew. Um, he had a knife hidden in his boot and kicks a guy right in the alien where he thought alien private parts were, but he's an alien didn't have private parts there, which has made the alien mad. <laughs> and he really beat up Evil Matthew. And Dave is still dead. Um, and then... <laughs> I like how you like check in. Yeah, guys. By the way, 
Dave is still fully dead. <laughs> a dramatic door opens on the spaceship, and there's smoke comes out, and this other blue-looking dude, Taco Cat, oh, comes out. Oh, my God. And he goes, Karun, I've been looking for you. You stole my credit card information <laughs> from when I accidentally put it streaming online. <laughs> and that's the end of the episode. You guys are dicks. <laughs> <laughs> that's gonna be it for us this week i'm Paige. i'm mikey and i'm your horror virgin todd keep it ooky spooky yeah. have an amazing week bye nordic nerds <laughs> <laughs>